Genre. To Spider-Man Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze and celebrate the movie Spider-Man one web sling learning minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. And I'm Zach Luna. And I'm Travis Bowe from the Real Comic Heroes Podcast. Welcome, Travis. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Uh, today we are talking about Minute 46, which starts with Peter aggressively wall crawling and <laughs> ends... With uh, Peter in mid upswing as he web slings through downtown for the first time ever. Ah, oh, first amazing. time. Yeah, it's happening. It's really so. Happening. Uh, first, my first first note. Um, so we've talked a lot about uh CG Spider Man and how uh, the the you know the test footage of the CG Spider Man. Uh, yes. fooled uh, Sony executives and that's how they were like okay I guess we can make a Spider-Man movie now mm-hmm. and uh, you know so we know that all of this I mean if we if we were totally not self-aware of uh, how human beings look in a movie um, you know we would know <laughs> that this wasn't real based on that at the very least um, right even <laughs> though this looks like PlayStation 2 era graphics uh, but <laughs> But um, it's like a bag of water kind of rolling. Yeah, around. It is. <laughs> it's it's funny, though, because um, I, I think we've I, I, I almost do you remember like 10 years ago, there was a thing where people were like, oh, you know, there you had the camp that were like, no, we're we're pro CG effects. You can do stuff with CG that you could never do with practical effects. And then every mm. and practical effects look cheesy. You know that it's fake. And then you had the other camp of saying like, yo, but there's there's something charming about the fact that you kind of know it's fake and you can see the artistry and all this stuff. And then there was those other people that were like, I wonder how we're going to feel about CG. Like early yeah. CG yeah. in the future. And I'm looking at this and, I, and I'll be honest, guys, I don't think it's like this for every movie, but I'm sort of charmed by this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's something I, I, uh, earnest about it. <laughs> yeah. Like, cause it's just yeah. like, look at them, like just trying, like they're just <laughs> they're, they're Look at them. Look what they did. Like, you know, like no one had ever done this before. They're doing mm-hmm. the best they can. It is PlayStation two graphics, you know, but yeah, it it's, I don't know. It's just, it, it feels like this movie to me yeah. and it's just, yeah, oh, there's just something about it that I just, I just really, I really like. And I know that that's not, I mean, look, I'm not watching the mummy returns and saying, <laughs> man, I missed bad CG, <laughs> but, but you know, like, 
I, I th- there's something charming about the fact that they know that this CG isn't up to snuff. So they're like, let's yeah. set this at night. Right. You know, yeah, let's try all we can to like keep this. Yeah. In the shadows, let's try and hide this as best as we can. And I think they do a pretty good job. Yeah. I think that they, yeah. there, there are certain bits where you're a little confused about where you are or why, um, <laughs> at, at certain points during the wall crawling, when he's like flipping around and the camera's kind of flipping with him, it gets a little confused. Um, yeah. and, and I think that's an example of, uh, going a little too far with the CG. Sure. It's like, you know, don't, don't do an entire CG environment. Like, <laughs> do one or the other do either a cg yeah. environment with a real person or a cg person in a real environment don't do it all cg because then you get polar express stuff and awkwardness that's yeah. not fun for anybody which um, is but, i think it's one of the yeah i was just gonna say i think one of the reasons it kind of works is that we do have these in- insert shots that are very clearly real plates of new york like when he yes. lands on the on the the bulbous right. uh, dome thing yeah. there so that like i right. can I can whistle past, yeah, his little perch. I can whistle past the really goofy uh, CGI buildings because we do have those grounding moments where we see an actual Tobey Maguire's face and an actual shot of New York City. Um, I I think for me, about why it still seems charming, even though it's not convincing, I think for me, it always comes down to the actual animation itself, like the, the rigging of the limbs and the movement more so than you know, the, the texture mapping or the lighting or whatever's going to make it look not like it came out of a, a, a PlayStation. I really love the physicality of the animation. I, I like, like when I watch a, a literal animated film, you know, that was 2d uh, animated on, on cells. I, I think it's gorgeous. If you go back and like, watch, I don't know, the Be- beauty and the beast or something like when the, the beast transforms, there's something gorgeous about the the physical animation, like the movement that they're choosing. Um, even if it isn't realistic, I still find it, you know, um, exciting. And what I love about this is just how how athletic the movement is. Like it is very clearly something that no normal human could do. And the way he when he jumps really far and he like stretches his arms out over his head like he's scared of how fast he's going i love those little moments even if the shirt flapping in the wind doesn't look realistic at all i like the the choices that are made even if the the technology wasn't quite there the fact that this is the early 2000s cgi it doesn't really hold up to today's standards but i love that bit of cgi wall crawling Mm -hmm. um because it looks creepy you know it's meant to be like a spider and and um yeah, for some reason, when the it's like ten seconds into this minute, and Peter is crawling up the wall, and the camera camera moves around him, and then is basically looking down at him, and then he does this pose where he sticks his arm out in front of him, and then turns to look behind him, which is right yeah. before he, he jumps to that flagpole, and for mm-hmm. some reason that pose has just one of my favorite frames of this movie. Um, it's yeah. always been a standout moment for me. I have no idea why. Um, I think it's the first time he looks like Spider-Man. Oh, that's probably what it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's a few moments in the uh, the wrestling match when he's first lands on the ground and then 
flips both yes. of his hands up and yes, extends yeah. to. So that's kind of one of those, yeah, that you're probably right. It is that he's striking a pose that is identifiably Spider-Man. And then performing an amazing feat right after that. You know, yeah. Like that, yeah. that jump to the flagpole is, I don't know, it's energetic and fun and and beautiful. There was a, uh, an interview with uh, Chris Daniels, one of the um, Spider-Man, one of the lead stunt doubles for, for Toby in this movie, who talked about how he worked a lot with the um, animation department, the the... the visual effects team and whatnot to they they'd scanned his body and him dressed up in the suit um to to make the base model that they used for both uh this early version of spider-man and the full-fledged uh in the suit spider-man later on and how he was told by sam raimi to do a bunch of homework i.e to watch all of the old cartoons and to read a bunch of old spider-man um issues nice. specific ones with like splash panels and things like that that had yeah. these poses and the phrase that sam used was uh spider-man is all elbows and knees and you should yeah. get that in your in your body in your brain and so i don't know how much of it is the reference from chris and and mark wagner one of the other main stuntables and how much of it is just the the animators themselves making these beautiful decisions with these poses but there is something about the spider-man doesn't stand or or crouch even like any other character. He's yeah. he's all elbows and knees, and and you see it there. Uh, he and I again mean, when he lands, I, I on feel the like I I feel like this is as good a time to, as ever to bring this up. Mm. I find it absolutely fascinating that mm. Spider Man as a character, and yes, he has a family of characters that are now like kind of surrounding him in his little corner of the end of the Marvel universe. But mm -hmm. e even like, if you, if you take that out of, out of that, because they're all, they're all, you know, based on him. Uh, yeah. I find it really fascinating that in a world where every time one company would make a character, Another company would make their version of a character. You had Slade Wilson, Wade yeah. Wilson, yeah. Stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. You had, you had Quicksilver and Flash. Yeah, right, yeah. right. Every time it was like a call and response. It seemed like a lot of times. Yeah, and I, I am fascinated by the fact that Spider Man is the only one of a kind superhero. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, there's no other superhero. In existence, and you like couldn't Spider -Man. Really do like DC couldn't do. I mean, they've got Blue Beetle, but he's really only insect like in name. I think I don't think right, he right. has and any well, and, insect and Blue Beetle but, is a Golden Age character. Sure, that, that's you know? true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, they made they made Static Shock kind of as a a, a direct uh, analogous like teenagerdom type thing, but there's no way to get the full breadth of this type of power yeah. set along with the the age of the character and, and it's it is really fascinating in fact, that it a is a lot of singular. times a lot of times i feel like uh i i feel like dc has been chasing that spider-man high mm -hmm. for a while mm -hmm. you know sure because because you know they 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 have a lot of teen characters that and they do teen you know stuff like that but the the iconography of spider-man like when you look at Superman, right? Not only right. has that been imitated at Marvel, but it's been imitated yeah. everywhere. Every oh, yeah. superhero universe has a Superman. Every superhero right. universe has a Batman. Every superhero universe has a Wonder Woman. 
Spider-Man. only yeah. Marvel has Spider-Man. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, and it's probably not a coincidence that he is, uh, uh, sales wise, still the most popular superhero. Um, there was a, there was a uh, article I should find it and like link it in the um, the listener group or something that I believe Forbes did where they tracked how much merchandise sales there are per cinematic universe and per uh, characters, you know, who are the big heavy hitters. And obviously the heavy hitters are Batman and Superman and uh, the Avengers now as a group and then Spider-Man. And even when Spider-Man does not have a current large project going, I think the last time they did this study was like in 2014, 15. Uh, Even if he doesn't have a movie out, even if he, you know, there isn't some big comic thing happening, merchandise sales of Spider-Man are larger than Hmm. Superman or Batman or the Avengers or the X-Men or Fantastic Four. It's almost more than Superman and Batman combined which Man. I don't know if that's like a, a real metric for like the penetration of a character into the, 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 the public consciousness. Uh, I don't know if it translates directly into like book sales or anything like that, but it certainly speaks to some, there's something unique about the indulgent fantasy of Spider-Man that is unique and that you can't really replicate anywhere else. Um, I don't know. It's something else. It might be something about like being in a city and looking up, and wanting to get out of the traffic or something like yeah. that. Sure. Uh, and this is the first but, time we uh, see that. Yeah. 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 And so, so seeing those iconic poses that you were talking about, mm-hmm. you know, I think the reason that they stick out is because they're so specifically Spider-Man. Yeah. Ah, every yeah. now and then you can, you can think of a, like a Batman pose, but for the most part, I think when it comes to poses, I think Spider-Man has the best just mm-hmm. iconic moments. And and another one um, you kind of already touched on is when he lands on that dome and he's oh, just, yeah. you know, knees out up to his shoulders and, you know, hands down basically at his feet. Like that's, mm-hmm. you know, one of those classic Spidey poses from oh, so yeah. many comics, you know, Oh yeah, Zach, you're gonna have to post that picture of you making that pose. Um, oh yeah, just just the other day. I mean, I don't, I don't know how the timing of when we record this and when it'll come out, but like just the other day on the listener group, I posted. Um, we saw well while we were walking to an event in town in Los Angeles, we saw a big uh, billboard for Spider-Man, and there was like a little. I don't even know what this thing was. It was like a parking meter type object, but I was like, let me just, and I jumped up onto it, and I did you know, that pose that he's doing on the, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. on the dome there. And Bethany took a snapshot of me and it's, it's, I think it's one of my favorite pictures that's ever been taken of me because <laughs> there's something so immediately uh, recognizable about the, Oh, he's, you're doing the Spider-Man thing. I think I saw that picture that you're talking about. Is that you had the oh, one hand out doing the, yeah. the web, web slinging. That's exactly. Yeah. It. Well, you, that, you, you, okay. you also great, have a great photo. Yeah. You Thank also you. have one. Uh, of you on a parking meter in the costume too. I do. Yeah, I do have that one. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which I'll also post in the group. Uh, that one, you know, kind <laughs> yeah. of did the rounds on the internet uh, for a while because it's not just like. And I have talked about this when I I have had to do like like weird you're at an event and they're like hey can we get an interview with you about dressing up as Spider Man and what's it like or whatever and what what do you think is you know unique about what you do and you always feel like such a fraud because you're like i'm not (laughs) spider-man i'm just a person who put on the suit and i like the character uh but the one thing i tend to um focus on is that 
if you, you know, build the outfit, that's one thing. But if you hit a pose that somebody like recognizes in that like back of your head, like, you know, tingly spine area, if you not just recreate the thing, but like put it up in a position that reminds you of the thing you saw in the, in the, in the pages, I think that's what photographers respond to and what the kids respond to when I do events as, as Spider-Man. I think that's why some of those photos that I have taken have, uh, you know, had a, a life far beyond me on the internet. Like I, a month mm-hmm. ago I had um, somebody making bootleg t-shirts using a, a photo of me doing one of these. Oh, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> and it's, it's not because I'm like the, the most shapely Spider-Man, you know, it's not like I, I look exactly like uh, one of the actors. It's not like I have the the biggest muscles or whatever, but I think it's because I hit that pose just in the right way. And something about Mm -hmm. that, like, like clicked and, and that's what makes the photo happen. I don't know. It's the, the physicality of Spider-Man is something that I, I think about on a nonverbal level a lot. And it's interesting to try to put it into words. I think that's what drew me to Spider-Man when I was a kid, you know, in the beginning, just those Mm -hmm. late, 80s early 90s like eric larson uh penciled covers with you like you said you know elbows and and knees just you know all gangly and you know impossible poses i think that's what initially drew me to the character to begin with so yeah yeah Yeah, i mean i don't i don't have any uh i don't have any spider-man t-shirts because I either either they're the, this weird like graffiti thing that or or like tribal <laughs> style for whatever reason. Um, it, it's either that or it's uh, Todd McFarlane, which yeah. Yeah. is yeah. not my Spider-Man. So I don't I don't I feel like a fraud getting a Todd McFarlane <laughs> Spider-Man shirt. So I've never oh. I, I don't have any Spider-Man shirts because they're all Todd McFarlane. Um <laughs> And, but there's a reason for that, like that, that, that version of Spider-Man, uh, you know, definitely, especially that image of him web slinging with his knees up above his head. Oh yeah. yeah. You know, like that, that image for people, um, is very, uh, I mean, you know, that's, that's Spider-Man. And so, yeah, like it's, yeah. it's, it's all, it's all elbows and knees. Uh, it's, it's all about the elbows and knees. I've, sure. I've got an issue number 300 on my wall right in front of me. And that's, you know, black suit Spider-Man with his knee above his yeah. head. So yeah, it's that pose. Yeah. yeah. Flying through yeah. the air. It's, it's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, but from, uh, from, from visuals to, uh, audibles, um, <laughs> <laughs> I what I what what makes me laugh about this scene watching it now like sort of out of context from the movie is that uh I'm watching this knowing all of this is CG mm-hmm. and I hear Toby's grunts and heavy breathing yeah and I'm just <laughs> like this is this is the most ADR ADR that's ever ADR <laughs> yeah it's, I can't. it's really funny <laughs> because it's not it it i i can't decide if it's if it's a little too much or if it's actually not enough or if it's some sort of combination of the two like i don't know if i if i should be blaming toby mcguire for 
this disconnect I'm having or mm-hmm. if it's the uh, sound designers or the sound mixers that I'm having right. a problem with. But like there's something about the way this is playing that is not working for yeah. me with the audio <laughs> and the video and the video. And the grunts. I think it just it must yeah. be really tough to get sound to, to sound like you're actually swinging or jumping through the air. You know, I'm sure he's totally. basically standing, standing in a sound booth and trying mm-hmm. to replicate these noises. And, you know, it, that, that sound moves, strange. you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I mean, I have move, yeah. I've done I've done some uh, ADR uh, like this. Well, I guess you wouldn't classify it as ADR because I was doing um, localization for um, a couple Japanese television shows where I was doing voiceover work basically for the English dub. And there are sections where you have a character running and jumping and falling and whatnot and you have to go in and make all of their efforts grunt noises and 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 whatnot and it is mm-hmm. an extremely surreal experience and you kind of have to just put yourself in the um in the safe hands of the director and the and the edio editor and the audio engineer whoever's in, on the other side of the booth because there's no way for you to know if you're hitting it properly or not like you you can time mm-hmm. it out to the image on the screen um, but to know if it's going to sound goofy or not, there's no way. Because what I hear when I do it is, you know, my own breathing in the earphones and whatever grunts I'm making. And then they'll play it back over the track, but there will be no other sound effects. There will be no music there. There'll be nothing. So I'm just watching this, like, fully rendered uh, animation with me going, ah, ah, wah, you know, or whatever it is for right. you know, four minutes straight with no context clues around it. And you you kind of like put your hands together and, and say, please tell me if I sound ridiculous or not. And, and they adjust you like any, like any director uh, actor uh, relationship would go. But I, I can't imagine what it's like in the context of the first time they tried to do a photorealistic, uh, you know, human superhero flying through the air type thing. I'm, I feel like when he went in to record this, maybe it wasn't like fully done yet. So like he's looking at, a weird half finished version of the animation and like, yeah, just really grunt and, you know, groan or whatever when he moves and we swear it'll, it'll look, (laughs) and you have no, (laughs) you have no prior reference for the idea that it even could look convincing in the end. So you just kind of try your best. Um, I, yeah, I think it's, it's probably more on whoever's directing him on the day, uh, (laughs) than whether Toby is uh, making the choices himself. Cause it is genuinely absurd to do. Um, yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, I that's know. that's the thing is like you can just sort of sense in his voice that he thinks this is ridiculous. Like he feels <laughs> ridiculous doing this. Um, it, uh, there there's like a like you can kind of sense like a like a trepidation in his performance in this. Right. Um like it's a but, really uh, Yeah. Beneath but but I but I will him. say, I mean, like I'm, you know, I, you know, on Geek by Night, one of my favorite things, one of my favorite parts of production is uh, making my actors record the grunts and the <laughs> weird stuff that we just have to mix into it. Because uh, you're not even looking at anything. You're just imagining. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh. You're just imagining, like, getting punched or punching. Uh, oh, God, and uh, so Zach's really good at it. 
Um, oh, thank you. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know. you're really good at it. I try to- well, because you you don't do it. You you never do it separately. You always sort of like uh, combine it with your dialogue, um, right? Which, which is right. good. It makes it really natural. But, I, uh, I try to cheat as yeah. much as possible. So if I have to, like, you know, make the grunting effort of like shutting a door or punching somebody, I just physically lift something as I'm recording. So instead of because if you can sort of sit there and try to go or, whatever, it can sound kind of weird. But if you go and actually like that, that was me trying to lift a, a box in my closet right now. Like yeah. it, it sells right. it a bit, a bit more. I don't know. Uh, acting there's is a, weird. Unless you're, <laughs> unless you're unless Jackman and you can go, you can go full berserker rage yeah. inside the oh. audio booth and, I was just about to mention that that video yeah. was making the rounds right around the, when Logan came out. It's yeah. my favorite part of it is not just that he's fully committed to every single like swing and scream and grunt and groan. My favorite part is that his headphones don't quite fit, so they're falling off as he's doing it, and he is without breaking character catching them and readjusting and putting them back on his head as he continues <laughs> to nail. Every single mo. I mean, I guess that's just what happens when you've been doing action movies for seventeen years straight yeah. as as one character. Well, so, yeah, he's, he's real good. He's really good at it. <laughs> uh, uh, so no, no shade against Toby for not uh, hitting the Hugh Jackman <laughs> level uh, <laughs> in this sequence. Uh, I'm sure Hugh Jackman to, yeah. didn't hit the Hugh Jackman level back at this point. Yeah. Sure, sure. You'd only uh, done one of these at this point. So. Yeah, because if you yeah. think about the in X Men when he gets tossed on the uh, Statue of Liberty, like that scream that he right. lets out there probably is like these. It, it probably yeah, doesn't sound that great. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, I think. I, think I mean, this was so new. Everyone was probably a little yeah. uh, amateurish. Uh, when it came yeah. to all of this stuff, you know, like the, the audio mixer wasn't sure of like, what, what's the magic, you know, mixing range, uh, to make <laughs> this sound natural and real, you know? Yeah. Um, they were all sort of making it up as they went along. There was no standard yet. Yeah. Yeah. So. This set the standard really. Uh, and right. I kind of love it. Uh, <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> so no. uh as, as peter perches on uh on the little uh i don't know what you what what that thing dome is. um dome. Yeah. You call it dome it's like a, it's a very yeah, small it's like dome. a yeah yeah well yeah it's like a little like a little nipple it's not a steeple but yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the top the, of a the dome tom, nipple yeah the dome nipple yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah the filial? Nipple. I don't um video <laughs> So, uh, so he lands on the dome nipple and, uh, he sees the, the, the car chase happening. So he's, he has managed to catch up to the car chase by, uh, from what, as far as I can tell, um, jumping and running about a block. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So they didn't, uh, this car chase, I, I, I assume they've just been driving in circles. Um, <laughs> that's all I can imagine. But, uh, but yeah, and so, so he sees them and then he's like, okay, I'm going to go do this. And he, he very, very confidently yes. sticks that webbing to the, to the, 
to the building and then instantly goes, oh, my old nemesis. <laughs> <laughs> the wall. <laughs> oh, no. I made a huge oh, mistake. No. Yeah. It, I, yeah. Love, yeah. See, I people, love how the score think, sells it. The, yeah. Yeah. People think the the carjacker is the is the first person, uh, the first villain that uh, Peter <laughs> Peter defeats, but it's actually the wall <laughs> or physics. Depending yeah, yeah. On, uh, who, uh, A force diagram uh, physics, for a pendulum. My old nemesis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that uh, that awkward pause between shooting out that first web line and the actual swing makes me so uncomfortable because <laughs> like you said, it's, it's, he casts it out with complete confidence, but then it just completely goes away once, you know, once he stands up and he, you know, his eyes, it just, it's great that, that all we get of Toby Maguire in this moment is the eyes because they just sell it. Yeah. They turn mm-hmm. into saucers. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. And, I, and it's, it's a benefit it's of the so, ski mask. Yeah. Yeah. Design. And I, and yeah. I think yeah. it's, it's yeah. so uncomfortable because this feels like an inappropriate time for a joke. Right. callback. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think like, I want him to be so like fueled by his rage that caution goes out the window and that he goes from casting out the line to instantly, you know, leaping into action. But so it, it's weird to have him just have the brakes, you know, slam mm-hmm. essentially. And, you know, it, it catches back up with him that, uh, that fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, we but, do kind uh, of get that beat at the end of the minute, at least though. I, yeah. Yeah. Like we have, okay, I'm just going to go for this at this point. Um, I don't know. I've, I've always loved the, the weird, awkward beat there. Well, I, what do you think Scott? Uh, like for, well, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't, I, I think it's weird. I, I think it's, I think it's weird. <laughs> it's, I, I think it's a weird thing to call back in this moment. This, mm-hmm. you Hesitation. know, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, you're calling back a joke where he ran into a wall. Like it's a slapstick joke and you're, <laughs> you're literally calling it back in this moment when we just watched his uncle die 30 seconds ago. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Like that, that, it just feels like, you know, someone uh, making a, you know, making a dick joke at a funeral. Yeah. Like it's, it's not the appropriate time. For yeah. this. <laughs> I think in my head, when I see this scene, if it's been a while since I've, since I've watched it, I, uh-huh. I in my head, I hear, I hear him saying tally ho, like the first mm-hmm. time that he <laughs> swings, because you almost expect him to still have that kind of uneasy yet. Oh boy. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, one of those. Yeah. I, I'm glad they don't do that, yeah. but I think it's it's hard for me not to hear it when he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think a better go. way, I, I think a better way to play this moment would have been to have him land, realize that he has to web sling, go, have the hesitation, then the car chase drives by, and then he's like, "Oh, I'm going." Ooh, I like oh, that. Oh, yeah. 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 I, I think maybe, that would have been a much better way to play this because then you're like, oh, the reason that he's moving is because he has to. Right. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it also solves some of the weirdness of like the initial um, that he 
moved about a block and somehow caught up with them to have him, you know, he's scrambling up high just so he can get a better view of where things are. Uh, you know, like that right. it's, he hasn't caught up with them yet. And then he sees it happen and he's like, oh, I got to go. He doesn't know where they are or something. I don't know. It's I mean, right. in terms of chase logistics, that that could that could work a little better. I think the reason I I've never like gotten hung up on it is because we have this outrageously good score a second later that just uh, yeah. whips me up in, yeah. into the moment and, and carries me past it all. Because th- I, this is like the these the soundtrack of having superpowers finally function for the first time and i i get so thrilled immediately with yeah. that uh rising Absolutely. the rising horns yeah, and the voices so oh, God. this this whole thing of uh, like you know i don't i don't uh, okay so i i do not remember um and maybe if one of you have seen it uh, since I last saw it, but I wow. I haven't watched Amazing Spider-Man since Amazing Spider-Man Two came out. Okay. Yeah. Um. So yeah. if you guys can remember, is there a moment in Amazing Spider-Man where Peter is learning to web sling? Yes. Yes. There is. There's a yeah. bit like he comes. He's like street level. Or he like uh, runs into a table or something nonsense nonsensical like that. He, um, like there's an earlier scene jumped. with him skateboarding. Yeah, yeah. You seem to remember. But he does, do, Travis. <laughs> um, yeah, he basically jumps off a building and then web slings, and um, I think he's even in his street clothes, and he just swings and nonchalantly lands on top of a cafe table and just kind of yes. Go, yeah. you know, continues about uh, his his stroll. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so you know, outside tiny, of yeah. costume, yeah, yeah. Okay, because I, I what I what I love about this, and I and and you know, we'll we'll talk about Amazing Spider Man in a few years when we get to it. But <laughs> what I love about this is just the struggle. Like this is not. He he is not spider like he's just there's something so fascinating about watching Spider-Man learn how to Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um yeah. like he just doesn't he doesn't know what he's doing. And and it's obvious he doesn't know what he's doing. And he's he's, you know, every every decision that he's making is uh, like a kind of call and response. And he's like, okay, I gotta have something else to swing at, or I'm going to hit this building just like before. So he shoots out another webbing and then let's go of the other one. He's like, Oh, that yeah. works. But now I'm swinging side by side. So I have to go back forward again. So I'll shoot out another way. We- oh, I love that. You know, beat. Like oh. it's, it's just this whole like, Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm learning how to do, do this yeah and and how how to navigate these powers and how all of this works and i just think it's i I mean i don't know that we had ever ever in the history of spider-man seen Mm -hmm. anything like this before yeah yeah because the cartoons all start with i'm spider-man right yeah i was just gonna yeah. ask i i don't remember uh peter learning to web swing no but yeah, yeah i love that as he's taking his you know the next few uh 
swings that he's spinning as well. And he, he can't, you know, he can't swing in a straight line because he's either avoiding uh, lamp posts or, mm-hmm. or I guess that's, I guess I'm getting ahead of myself. I think that's in the next minute because here we just <laughs> sure, get, but get the uh, yeah upswing really. Yeah, we're just yeah. getting we we just get we get the 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 upswing the yeah. drop okay. and then yeah. and then he he catches himself yeah. uh, with another uh, web line. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, th- okay. there's just something so, and there's more to be said about this in the in the next minute, yeah. uh, as Travis mm. said. But the um, just the idea of Peter learning how to do this is just something we've never seen before. Yeah. And I, I and I'm and fascinated by how they did it, and 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 they do it flawlessly. I think like yeah. I'm watching this and I'm like, Oh, this makes sense because look, he's learning how to do this, but he doesn't have time to like master it. He's just doing the best he can. And then later, right. like, you know, in a couple of weeks we get a montage and we can just assume that he practiced <laughs> and now yeah. he's Spider-Man, you know? Um, and there's, I just, I love that we get, there's an ellipses in there for sure, but we mm-hmm. get the beginning of it here. And I think yeah. that's really important. On well, the web slinging is is one of those yeah. like the most I, I, probably one of the most iconic things about Spider Man um, mm-hmm. because it's easy to overlook the powers. You know, it, it's not something you see in him um, the the yeah. strength and all that. But the web swinging is just it's such a big part of it, and I think that's why like the comics can't give you web swinging web slinging like these movies can. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think, you know, part of the, my biggest reaction, the first time I saw this movie, um, you know, I was 19 and I was still obsessed with Spider-Man and still young enough that I, in the back of my head, like I thought maybe someday I'll somehow get superpowers, you know, like, <laughs> yes, you know, I knew right. that wasn't going to be the case, but it was still there. There was still that slight possibility, but then yeah. seeing this movie for the first time, I cried at the end because, you know, seeing him swinging through the city, I knew that I could never do that, but I'm seeing <sighs> someone do it. And it, it was, you know, it was, I don't know. It just, Caught me off it's guard, you know, yeah. and, yeah. That's, and a, that's a nice way to phrase yeah, it in like terms I, of the medium. Yeah. Yeah. Like seeing yeah. it moving changes something in you. Cause like we've all had the, I mean, yeah. before this movie, we've all had this sort of internal visualization of the fantasy of any of these superpowers flying, yeah. and, you know, uh, bamfing. What's the real term for that? Teleportation or uh, yeah. <laughs> being super strong, but <laughs> to, yeah, bamfing. Uh, bamfing, snifting, you know, <laughs> yeah. whipping. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but there's there's something about you know the, when you're reading the comic that you have to you have to create what's in between the panel that you, it's participatory in yeah. that way. But a, a movie where you can be passive and and see it unfold in real time, you know, a, a time frame that's not beholden to your imagination, that's just happening as if you're witnessing something on the street, is it is it a, a different shift in that um that supernatural event and for me it was like seeing the trailer the first time just you know hearing whatever goofy music they had in the background and then seeing him a couple frames of seeing spider-man swing by 
I, I, I think I've said it before. Yeah, preparing for the ultimate spin that in my little like <laughs> reptilian brain, just the only thing I could say at that moment was, oh my God, he's real. You know, like, Spider-Man's real. Right. There's this, I, I, this, I don't have a word. I don't have a word. There is this un, yeah. unspeakable thrill of that. And, and we're seeing it like made, made manifest, uh, here. I mean, he's not, he's not quite there, but this, like this storytelling moment, this, this grounding something fantastical in what feels emotionally real. I, I never think these movies are grounded in or, or realistic in tone or in the, the visuals, but I think there's this current underneath of grounding things in something that feels very emotional, emotionally true in all of these weird moments that that keeps you going. It's Peter waving at somebody who thinks is waving at him and then it's somebody else. You know, that little human moment there. Oh, no. Oh, no, it's me. Oh, no. Uh, you know, and him being afraid of hitting the wall and then having to figure out how to shoot the other web. None of us have ever been in that scenario, but we've been in like, I don't know, the first day of a job when you're trying to, to get the lay of the land and figure out the workflow of um, how things work in this new office or whatever. And you, you don't quite know what you're doing. And then like the second day where you kind of get the flow of how, how things work and how to, you know, support all of your coworkers and how the team works properly, like that you get into the swing of things Oh boy, that you get, you get into this, you get into the swing of things, and and that that feeling that there's an emotional truth in that weird bit of of visual storytelling there, and I think that's why this works so well in this moment. Yeah, I don't know. I'm really it's, sorry for that. Uh, it's it's a <laughs> it's a stellar it's a stellar beat. It really is, mm -hmm. um, and I'm excited to talk uh, more about it uh, in tomorrow's minute. Yeah, uh, totally. Travis, why don't you uh, tell people about uh, Real Comic Heroes? Absolutely. Um, so we are a movie review podcast where my friend Patrick and I, we chronologically go through, we've got a big list of movies, uh, primarily from the comic book, but other uh, related genres. And we we just go through the, our list that we have uh, established and review You know every Every other week we release an episode and awesome. currently we are in 1984 and we just did uh, the Toxic Avenger Whoa, and um, Indiana, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom is next. So nice. Boy, howdy. Ah. Uh, where, where can we find Very that? Cool. Like it is, um, what's the website URL? Um, or, uh, pretty easy to find. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, just real comic heroes, two E's in real um, we're on Twitter at Real Comic Heroes, and yeah, we're pretty much pretty easy to find. So, all right. Well, uh, we will uh, we will be back tomorrow. But uh, in the meantime, if you guys want, uh, you know, you're, you're in between checking out episodes of Real Comic Heroes, uh, go to our Facebook group, uh, the uh, Friendly Neighborhood uh, Listener Society on Facebook. Um, if you guys, uh, you guys can join up there. We'll we'll let you in. It's a closed group, but that's just to keep the riffraff uh, out, like uh, spam and bots and that sort of thing. <laughs> um, but, uh, 
yeah. So, so you know, join up there and and join our little community of uh, Spider Man fans posting stuff about the show and about Spider Man in general. Uh, listen to our our frustrations with uh, whatever in the world Sony's got going on um, <laughs> right now. But uh, but yeah, so go check out all of that stuff and uh, on on Facebook, and we'll be back tomorrow with minute forty seven. Bye. Bye.